0: Hello, everybody. It's Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe coming to you once again with another episode of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. Finally, we come to you with a victory. The Mavs just beat the Toronto Raptors at home 110 to 102. And, uh, you know, it's a Saturday night here. And, you know, we're kind of getting to that point in the season. We've played, the Mavs have played 12 games. We're getting to that point in the season where the initial excitement about every game starts to peter just a little bit you can see it in our Mavs Moneyball Slack channel you can see it online there's just a little bit of of okay well you know if I have something else I'm going to do I might do it on a Saturday night and that might have been the case for both Josh and I however we both ended up watching the whole game in spite of ourselves I uh, was having some drinks and then I stopped because I realized we needed the podcast (laughs) and here we are so uh, Josh how you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty good. I have had I have had less strengths than you, but I'm still good. Wow! Wow! Shots fired.
0: So let's let's just get right to it. I <laughs> was uh, this was in it, you know. Despite the the Raptors being down, you know, their starting guard and and Kyle and Kyle Lowry and uh, and Serge Ibaka, who was also out, this was a really this was an impressive win. I I, I don't want to say the Mavs were on the ropes or anything ridiculous like that. But in terms of, of a great team win, this really felt like one where enough guys who we were hoping to play good games did. And and I was I, I left the game feeling very satisfied.
1: Yeah, same here. Uh, I think for me, I just want to say right off the bat that I, am, I tweeted this, but I'm so thankful that Seth Curry's basketball ability was not stolen by cartoon aliens and that he had a pulse and he did things and he played 30-plus minutes and he hit his shots and he made plays and he contributed directly uh, to this win. And to be honest, that's probably my biggest takeaway from this game is just the fact that he was able to get some open looks, he was able to convert, and I feel like him getting those threes to fall kind of helped maybe energize the rest of his game because one of the things about him – I think this season is you know his minutes have been a little weird, and then he's also just not getting shots or making shots, and and it kind of dribbles down to the rest of his game. And I think he played a more well-rounded game tonight than he has all season, and maybe he got some better confidence with the making some shots early on, and and then carried that energy uh, throughout the rest of the game. I thought he was tremendous, and I thought he was the bit like the big difference maker outside of Luca tonight.
0: I got a great text from a mutual friend on Mavs Twitter. I'm not going to blow up a spot in terms of who it was, but he said, guess what? Seth Curry played 33 minutes, had a great game, and didn't die of exhaustion. And (laughs) that just murdered me because, you know, so far we've not really been able to figure out the Mavs minutes. I was really pleased to see uh, uh, Maxi Kleba, who threw... 12 games is probably the non Luka Doncic MVP of this team. He guards every t- when the Mavs give him a chance, he guards their best player and he tends to guard well. Tonight, he and Dorian Finney-Smith guarded Pascal Siakam and forced Siakam, who is a legitimate MVP candidate, into a 6 of 24 shooting night. That is impossible. I don't even know how they did it. You know, sometimes shots just aren't falling. We've seen it for Mavs players. I think there was a little bit of that for Siakam tonight, but you know, enough can't be said about how Maxi Kleba played him on defense. I was really pleased to see Mavericks coach, Rick Carlisle start Kleba, you know, I try not to get too persnickety about this because you know, we're not coaches, but sometimes some of these things are so obvious after years of watching, it is not Dwight Powell's fault that he is not a good defender that is not what he is good at. And so the Mavericks for the past several games have been placing him in a position where he is not set up to succeed and that's not fair. So the fact that they didn't ask him to do that from the get-go and instead put in Kleba, who has been a better defender the entire time he's been in the Mavericks uniform was delightful to see. I understand that there are different reasons for that, but it was fun. I I was really pleased with, with Kleba's performance.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, and what really stands out, you know, when you look at uh, Siakam's 6-24 line, only three free throw attempts. And think about how many times he was driving hard and trying to get to the basket and make a play. He had five turnovers, concluding the late one that kind of sealed the game. Uh, I, I just think the Mavericks, you know, their defense is very – they play a conservative defense. You know, they kind of allow space – so that they can force teams to take inefficient twos. And, you know, they try to close out at the three-point line. They try to guard the rim well, you know, with the personnel that they have. It can be tricky. But sometimes when they play their defense, it you know, it feels like they're not kind of dictating uh, the terms. They're kind of letting the opposing team dribble to where they want to. And even if it is an ineff- inefficient shot, you never really sense that the other team is too uncomfortable when the Mavericks are guarding them. And I feel like tonight that, that – energy. I don't know if it was, you know, different. mandate or the energy level picked up but they were they were more in jerseys tonight than i feel like i've seen them in the last two weeks and especially with siakam uh and to be able to guard him as close and as tight as they were and not foul him and get him easy buckets uh that was tremendous and and that was really you know along with you know i was talking about Seth, those were probably that was probably another big difference in the game um but uh, yeah, I mean, it was just a good, like you said, it was a good team win. You know, even without Kyle Lowry, Toronto's still an awesome team, and they were just able to, kind of, you know, they didn't let the like like let the Raptors kind of run all over them, and uh, it just was a good win. It was a good feel good win, and and they just seem more energized uh, tonight.
0: Sorry about that, guys. We had a little bit of technical difficulty in the form of a Windows based computer not working. I know this will shock. Those of you out there who know uh, anything about computers, so Josh, before I I so rudely cut you off, uh, what were we talking about?
1: Uh, you were you talked about uh, Maxi and the defense that he played on Siakam, and I was talking about uh, I was really impressed with how physical they were and how uh, tight of defense they were playing tonight, uh, despite and not allowing the Raptors to get to the free throw line too much uh siakam only had three free throw attempts um i'm sure they got a home home whistle from the refs that helps but uh it was just nice to see the mavericks kind of not allow a team to kind of dribble to the spots that they wanted to dribble um it obviously wasn't consistent for the full 48 minutes but in terms of some of their better defensive performances of the season this is i think this is definitely one of them
0: yeah yeah i was also super pleased with the effort level from um Chris Tapps played probably his best overall game in a Maverick victory this year uh he had a career high 15 rebounds six of those came on offense like three of them might have been on one play so you know you kind of just throw your hands up and laugh at that one but it was it was nice to see him not the you know I, I tend to really watch him when he's in the floor just because he's enormous he's interesting the mavericks used him in a lot of ways where he was coming off curl screens and going towards the basket they also actually ran some honest to goodness pick and rolls with him for once which was nice uh and i was i was pleased just with his with his game i have a feeling with the kind of shots he's getting he's gonna have he could he could have a a, a forty point game before Luca does with with kind of how the Mavericks are using him. I mean, he was one for seven from three tonight, and yet still had twenty points and fifteen boards. I was I was really pleased with with just like the overall game. I I could do if I never have to see another Chris Stapps post up in my life, it might be too soon. He's just not been very good at them this season. Um, you know, I I know that he's been talking about his strength and that sort of thing, but like it. Unless he is able to like quickly pivot into an open jumper, which he actually did in the second half tonight, I don't like when he posts up on a smaller guy. It doesn't work right now.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, He doesn't create enough separation on those post ups against smaller guys. I think he kind of just turns and fires because he's so tall, but he, you know, i I don't want to compare him to dirk but you know the thing about dirk was you know <laughs> i don't want to compare him to dirk but here i'm gonna do it anyway uh but the thing was dirk was so good at creating space you know mm-hmm. putting his shoulder into guys and and creating airspace and, and prazenkas kind of just turns around and lets the smaller guy kind of like get right up in his chest uh and, and that definitely makes it a lot harder for him but yeah i agree i think the play of the game for me was the uh And the second half, when he dove on the floor to save a loose ball, got it to Brunson, and Brunson immediately uh, pitched a full-length pass to DeLon Wright for a layup. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just good. You know, those were the kinds of plays, like that was not happening in the Knicks games uh, this past week. Uh, It was just good to see the Mavericks – be more assertive uh there was definitely more of an aggression there was more movement guys seemed to be more into it there's more talking there it just seemed like more of everything it wasn't just uh it still happens occasionally you know tonight but it wasn't just hey what let's just stand and watch luca and then let's just kind of sit back and play conservative defense and and hope they miss all their mid-range twos like they got on some, they got up on some people. They did a couple of traps in the fourth quarter, which was nice. Um, there was one, it ended up in a made three, but there was one where, where Luca was trapping and they were, they were hounding Toronto and then the Raptors are just good. And, and they, they kept making three or four extra passes and they got a good look, but they, it was still, it, it was nice to see them kind of try some different things on that end of the floor. Um, and I guess you want to, before we get out of here, I don't know how much longer you want to keep talking, but, uh, you know, DeLon Wright, a, another huge night, 15 points in 19 minutes. Uh, felt like whenever he was on the floor, good things were happening. And and this felt like a good, like if you want to know what DeLon Wright brings to the table, this kind of felt like the, the game to show. He kind of did a little bit of everything that he's good at tonight. Mm-hmm. The minutes distribution is kind of interesting
0: compared to games that we've seen recently. You know, Jalen Brunson had a real crisp, Four points in nine minutes and did a number of other things. I honestly thought he should have been on the floor more. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr., be gone. I'm tired of you. You are not good <laughs> at basketball. You are bad. It, enough of this. This is not funny. Uh, be gone. We're done. I, 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 enough.
1: Um, hey, he only played 19 minutes. That's... Yeah,
0: but not, it's 19 too many when Jalen Brunson is playing nine. I know. Um, it, it, it's just odd. Um they finally
1: leaned on the, they finally leaned on like the starter, like they what yes. didn't feel like Rick was kind of playing with, I, I don't want to say playing, but you know what I mean? He loves yeah. to make like big hockey sub changes with lineups. This one, it kind of felt like he wrote his guys a little bit more.
0: Well, they did do the lineups a little bit differently tonight, which uh, you a know, friend of the show or both of us know Bobby in real life was you know kind of cracking jokes about it, but it was, it was, I think to the Mavericks benefit, for once to to see Luka play eight minutes in the fourth quarter instead of five and a half to six uh the, the rotation stuff was kind of interesting I'd like to see more of that before I declare whether that's good or bad I, I I honestly don't know enough Luka Doncic was obviously phenomenal um he was also assist hunting he had seven assists and seven turnovers um it's I I bet in terms of potential assists for this game if we were to go and look tomorrow and the NBA calculates that stat I bet he has fifteen. The look on his face when he passes to an open guy who misses horribly is comedy. Like the Mavericks shot twenty three percent from three and somehow won this game, which is saying something about how well they played in other areas. But this this stuff's going to come to a head at some point. These guys have got to hit these shots.
1: Like this I, is <laughs> I, you say that, but who are who besides Seth and KP? Like. I mean, Dorian Finney-Smith is a career 30% shooter from yeah. three. Tim Hardaway Jr. is a career like 33, 34, like 34% shooter. These, you know, DeLon Wright is not a good shooter for his career. Like, I yeah. mean, you say they got to make these shots, but I mean, if that's not who they, they, someone's got to pop for a career season then. Well,
0: and, and I think that that may be what I'm I'm intending to say is that yeah. someone has to pop for a career season. I mean... That's Maxie just, so
1: far. They could use another. Which,
0: it, and that's where we're at. And, and you know, like, you know, Finney Smith is shooting right at his career average, 30%, 29.7. So I suppose I can't get too frustrated. I would be interested to see if they can get Porzingis more corner looks. He's had yeah. one um, that I can recall he's just a good shooter. It's it's just funny. It's something to keep an eye on. Like it really bothers me more in losses when I watch a guy like blow an open layup or blow a 3 from like one of Luka's incredible passes. He does things though that I just you know, I don't know how he sees them. There was one assist that nearly towards the end of the game where he got in the lane off of a Maxi screen and Maxi came up off his left hip like he was a running back receiving a handoff. Right at the basket and laid it in, and it's like, how in the heck did one Maxi know to cut, and then two Luca know it was him, like that that those sorts of things are just like this is a lot of fun to watch.
1: Did you like the uh, Luca splitting the trap with a behind the back dribble uh, in the
0: incredible, incredible? (laughs) And if and you know this is not you know even though I was just ripping on Dorian a little bit. I understand why Dorian missed that one. If he would have, like, pumped and held on to it a little bit more, maybe he might have been able to finish. But you and I both know as as uh, former big men, you know, when you get somebody into the air, sometimes you're just happy to get that contact in the call. <laughs> so yes. the fact that he didn't finish it, you know, I'm just glad he got the free throw attempts. So Yeah.
1: And – uh, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, kind of riffing off what we're talking about, uh, the offense definitely in the last – when they got up 14 and Toronto made that run to get it down to two – it was a lot of uh, Luca seeing two defenders and a lot of nothing happening when he passed the ball away. Uh-huh. And uh, that was, that's concerning. And that's, to me, that's the story. That's the story for the season. Can they win those minutes when team, cause teams know like he's not gonna, they're not going to let him do that all game as great as Luca is. I think teams are fed up with how good he is. And I think they're <laughs> like, Screw it, man. Last three minutes of the game, Dorian Finney Smith is going to beat us. Last three minutes of the game, Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to beat us. You know, last three minutes, Max Cleave is going to beat us. Uh, They were able to get by tonight uh, because I think they they had just enough uh, defensive pressure to to hold on. But uh, it was a little concerning to see Luca trapped at the top of the key, pass it to Dorian Finney Smith. And I think he missed the entire rim on a wide open three. Uh, funny enough, Seth got the read. That was one of Seth's offensive Great, put up, yeah, which was great. Game,
0: yeah. key offensive rebound, Seth Curry. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, you know, the Mavs are now two games over five hundred, and uh, yeah, now the 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 w- the gnashing of teeth the last week has hopefully been settled a little bit. They will play a a Spurs team which lost to the Trailblazers tonight, and the Spurs are just reeling. And this is a big opportunity for the Mavericks to absolutely take a little bit of of a a chunk of the southwest with them uh the rockets are obviously just crushing people lately but if the mavericks can take you know put a little bit of stranglehold on that second spot in the southwest that gives them a little bit of space really in the eighth seed and this is you know the thing we've been talking about is is this is a time in their schedule where they can't they, they need to go on a little bit of a run you know they they've lost three games and they're 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 basically they've lost three games in the last uh four i think and you know, getting a win tonight was a really big deal and hopefully they can build on that on Monday.
1: Yeah. Uh San Antonio, Golden State, who is a corpse team right now, and then Cleveland are the next three. You got yeah. you gotta have all three because right after that is Houston, Clippers, the surprisingly good Suns, Lakers, New Orleans, Minnesota. Uh yeah. out of that group you would only say New Orleans is maybe, you know, the team that you feel comfortable a hundred percent comfortable with. So very three very winnable games three all at home so this is a good chance to get right yep yep well again guys sorry about the
0: technical difficulties the fact that i got my computer to work again is something of a minor miracle uh as as always we appreciate everybody you know listening and joining us on a saturday night we will be back monday night probably a little later than normal because i'm doing the recap but i expect josh and i'll probably be back on the horn so uh we will see you out there everybody have a good week